came out of Adam. In other words, what I want from you came out of me. The, the husband always the the husbandman always gives the bride what he now wants her to give him. I want you to give me your real. So I'm going to let my real form you. This outpouring that we're dealing with right now, this worship that we're giving is because God has given us a capacity to give him. We're only giving him what he gave us to give him. It is now a pouring of prodigal praise. It is an anointing of adulation. It is an electric atmosphere. So we can't gather together without glory for Because God has given us now a desire for him that, that when we get together, something happens. It's adulation. And so now I want to deal with and pretty much initiate. I don't even know if I say initiate or even inaugurate more so than announce what's been initiated and what's been inaugurated by the Lord in this month. Amen. Because I, 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 I can't really initiate. It's already been initiated. It's already been inaugurated. It's already been stamped and sealed. Amen. And so what I want to do in this moment is help you understand what God gave us in worship expression. God now has poured something on our worship expression. Uh, our worship expressions, our expression of praise, our expression of worship, worship, even outside of that, expression of prayer, expression of private devotion, expression of consecration, expression of seek a personal pursuit. He's poured out this grace on all those areas. And there's a reason why, and I'm going to share it with you. If uh, Go with, to meet with Revelation 21. Revelation 21. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 21, verse number 9. And, and if we could get that up uh, for us too, that would be great. Hallelujah. Revelation 29, 21, verse 9. It says here, and, and you may stand if, if, if you don't mind. Revelation 21, verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which has the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride. Everybody say bride. bride. The lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit. I'm here to tell you right now, we can never see a bridal expression without getting carried away in the spirit. I'm going to say that again. I'm, I'm, and he carried me away in the spirit. So I'm going to show you the bride, and he carried me away in the spirit. We have to get carried away in the spirit. We have to get excessive in spiritual things. We have to now go outside of our boundaries. There is never a, a, a way that we can see bride, that we can identify bridal expression in worship without being carried away spiritually. I'm just, I'm carried away in prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm glory be to God. I'm carried away in devotion. I'm, I'm carried away in seeking God. And he carried me away in the spirit. Tell your neighbor, God is carrying us away. When men look at us, they're going to say we're getting carried away. And they are exactly right. And that's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem. The bride is a city. Oh. That's a whole nother. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to tap that, but I need you to understand what's happening. But I need you to understand the bride is a city. It's a place people can enter into. It's a, it's a place people can enter into that has walls called salvation and gates called praise. The bride is a city within the city. Right? The holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God in her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal, and a wall great and high. 
and had 12 gates, and at the gates 12 angels, and the names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. In the kingdom, the gates aren't made out of steel. The gates are made out of tribes. They're made out of men and women of God. Oh, glory be to God, that gather in worship. Men and women of God named Judah that gather in worship. Men and women of God named Simeon that gather in worship. In other words, look at your neighbor tell your neighbor, the church is a gate. The church is a gate. There is a gate called GRRC. You can you can experience the city in that gate. Which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, and on the north three gates, and on the south three gates, and on the west three gates, and the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the name of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that taught with me had a golden reed to measure the city. Everybody say golden reed. To measure the city. To measure the bride, because the city is a bride. To measure the city, because the bride has to have certain measurements. To measure the bride, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof in 140 and four cubits according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. Y'all see that? Go to Ephesians 4 verse 11 and then I'm, I'm going to share this. I'm going to read that fast. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. He's good. He's good. Ephesians 4 verse number 11. The Bible says, <coughs> very familiar text, and it gave some apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Key verse, verse number 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. If we do this thing right, at some point there won't be apostles, prophets, evangelists. If we actually doing this right, when he comes, there won't be apostles, prophets, because that's teal. Till we come to the unity of the faith and the measure. I'm trying to talk about measurements tonight. And the measurement of the fullness of the stature of Christ. The Lord has given us grace to measure up. Father, I just thank you and I bless you right now for the power of God to fall on this word that I, as I speak it. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the house of God. Could you put up that first slide for me? I want to show you something. I'm going to jump in two other um, texts, not to necessarily teach out of those texts. Can I get one of those yardsticks? Not to necessarily teach out of that text, but more so to now point out a consistent thread between Old and New Testament. Amen. If we look at Ezekiel 40, verse 3, that's on that first slide that I asked for them to put up. It's, it should be coming up any moment. Ezekiel 40, verse number 3. Amen. It says in that, and you can write it down, and he brought me thither, and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of brass with a linen, uh, with a linen, a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed. Everybody say measuring reed. And he stood in the gate. If you look at Zechariah chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, because the thread continues, and I didn't even point out all the places, I just pointed out a few. Revelation 2, verse 1 through 2. I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line. Everybody say measuring line. In his hand. Then said I, whether goest thou? And he said unto me, to measure. Everybody say measure. measure. Your peace. I came to Jerusalem of the Old Testament is the New Testament believer's peace. I came to measure your peace to see if it matches. I, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And glory be to God. See, some of you, I, I, I promise I'll go back. To measure Jerusalem. To see what is the breadth thereof and what is the length thereof. Revelation 21, verse number 5. Go to the next slide. Everybody say measure. Revelation 21, verse number 15, um, and I'm going to now point out something consistent about Old and New Testament thread and angelic um, assignment. 
Uh, Revelation 21, verse number 15 says, And he that talked with me, this is the end of the book, had a golden reed to measure. Everybody say measure. The city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. God, whether in Old or in New Testament, has angels that were specifically assigned to measure the not only the facilities of worship, but to also measure the instruments of worship. Everybody follow what I'm saying? God would now send these angels. I would refer to Michael as angels of measurement. They specifically live to measure. They always measure one thing. They measure the places of worship and they measured the instruments used all in worship all throughout the Bible. The angels would come, and, and they're inspectors. They would come with the reeds in their hand, and they would come and they would inspect the measurements of the walls of the city of Jerusalem. They would come and measure the walls and inspect the walls and the doors and the porches and, and the worship. Everything that had to do with the place of worship to make sure that their length and their width and their height on earth matched the dimensions that God told them. Oh, y'all miss what I said. Matched the dimensions that God told them to make the length, the width, the door, and the height of the house from heaven. These angels of measurement not only measured the place of worship, but they also measured the instruments of worship. These angels would come and inspect the dimensions of the altars. They would inspect the dimensions of the tables. They would inspect the dimensions of the curtains, the candlesticks, and all the rooms of worship, the outer court, the inner court, and the most holy place to ensure that the length and width and depth of those instruments of worship on in earth match the dimensions given by God from heaven. These now angels of measurement are consistently in the Old Testament and in the New Testament both under law and under grace. Can I help you understand something? There are yet angels of measurement. Yes, they are. They are still measuring the temple of worship and the instruments of worship. But now the temple is no longer a building. We're the temple of the living God. And I'm here to tell you right now, there is still angels coming with a measuring line, and they're measuring the temple. And they're measuring the instruments God has given the temple to express worship. They're measuring our praise. They are measuring our worship. They are measuring our prayer life. They are measuring our personal pursuit of God. They're coming down and seeing how much our prayer life uh, uh, matches the dimensions of prayer in heaven. How much our praise matches the dimensions of praise in heaven. How much our adoration. I'm here to tell you right now that first round with Miss Hope was good, but that is that was now but that was now section eight praise compared to the praise in heaven. But the angel still got the read looking up to God saying it don't match yet because there are 24 elders casting down their crowns. There are cherubim our worship is being measured. These angels, y'all believe in angels, right? They, they're all through the Bible. They still now. They still. They're still in existence now. Many of you have probably had encounters with angels. Some of you don't even know you encountered the angel, but but you've had encounters with angels. That's not weird. That's biblical. These angels of measurement no longer measure physical dimensions. They measure devotional dimensions. Come on, your praise has length, width, depth, and height. Your prayer has length, width, depth, and height. Glory uh, in the realm of the spirit. Our spiritual expressions have measurable but dimensions that these angels walk around with reeds, and they are measuring those dimensions. Uh, come on, our praise has it. Our worship has it. Our personal devotion. 
devotion, our adoration, our meditation on God are always being measured. Why in the world are these angels always measuring the temple? Why are they always measuring the worship of this temple? Why are they always measuring the prayer of this temple? Why are they always worshiping? Because they are not trying to figure out a certain uh, a measurement of inches. They're not trying to figure out a certain measurement of feet, nor of meters. They measure in a measurement called on earth as it is in heaven. They're just trying to measure to see when it hits on earth as it is in heaven. When our spiritual expression of devotion, of worship, of praise, of personal pursuit of Jesus and abandonment to his will. We got to abandon his will, not just have good church. Reach a measurement called on earth as it is in heaven. The angels of measurement shout out to the angels of manifestation and look at them. There are angels of man. Read Zechariah 2. The angel of manifestation hooks up with the angel of measurement and the angel of manifestation tells the angel of measurement to go tell that boy that Jerusalem shall be inhabited as a city without walls because I'm the angel of measurement that can guarantee they qualify for manifestation is by measurement we don't just run up on manifestation. Our point don't just fall out of the sky. There were angels that were measuring our adoration when God poured it out. And there was a certain glory that came when two people jumped. But my God, when 15 people start jumping, the angels of measurement looked up to manifestation and said, let the thickness fall. And then when there were 25 people shouting, the angels of measurement looked up to the angels of manifestation and said, let transformation fall. And then when the glory, and then when our hand clap got bigger than going to the beat, and we began to clap our hands to bless the Lord, the angels of measurement told the angels of manifestation, lock them in a row, call, change everything, where four hours feel like 30 minutes in my presence, because my power... Manifestation is by worship expression measurements. See, I need y'all to understand this. As soon as the measurements are right. Come on, somebody say, as soon as the measurements are right. These angels are good at their job. They know it to a T. As soon as the measurements are right. They release the angels of manifestation. I'm here to tell you the Lord is, has released this outpouring of adulation. Uh, he's, he's now released this outpouring of excessive devotion and anointing of prodigal praise. Come on, extravagant worship expression and extravagant devotional lifestyle to release us into a devotional lifestyle and a worship expression on earth that measures in a dimension called like in heaven. He's bringing us beyond our corporate worship boundaries, our corporate praise and personal devotion boundaries. He's already done it through the adulation, the outpouring and the anointing because he's given permission to the angel of the measuring rod in his hand that measures the worship in GRRC. He said, go measure it. Go measure it because I hear a sound in earth. Go measure it because I've been getting reports that there has been lightnings and thunders and power flowing from that house in worship. Go measure it and see if it's time for the angel with the cup of the prayers that have been prayed over this house for the last 12 years to report. Come on, my angel of measurement. Find out if it's time to pour out the 12 years of prayer on this house. Our, our adoration is beginning to meet the measurement called on earth as it is in heaven. I'm here to tell you, don't stop. Glory be to God, you ain't seen nothing yet. Our praise of Jesus is beginning to hit the measurement called on earth as it is in heaven. Our devotional focus on Jesus is beginning to hit the measurement called on earth as it is in heaven. And that's why glory is falling. That's why his presence is so thick right now. Because we have now begun to tap 
back in to the dimensions of our worship that match heaven. And so now our praise, our expectation, our desire for more of him has now got dimensions big enough to get the attention of the angels of measurement. Angels of measurement are releasing angels of manifestation. That's why you're receiving transformation. There's several things that are happening in this environment because of the measurements of worship. And because of the measurements of the temple. First, transformation. Second, healing. Third, restoration. Fourth, expectation. Fifth, passion. Sixth, confidence in God. Seventh, joy of the Lord. Those seven expressions are now being manifested because of the measurements of our worship. I'm going to say that again. Transformation. Things you haven't changed, you're going to be transformed into somebody you ain't got to change them because they're no longer there. Change is is bootleg. That's that's food stamp deliverance. God don't want to give you a food stamp deliverance where you got to change it. He wants to transform you where you don't need to change. I'd rather have transformation than change any day. So that's the kingdom of God. So he says, look, I don't want to train the dog in you. I want to make you something besides the dog. So I tell you the truth, in the Old Testament, you had to sleep with a woman to commit adultery with her. That's the act. But when the kingdom comes, I don't deal with the action. I deal with now, I deal with the nature. I tell you the truth, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery with her. What God is trying to say is, I'm not going to come to tell you not to commit adultery. I'm going to deliver you from the nature of lust. And once I deliver you from the nature of lust, I ain't got to tell you not to commit adultery. Because if you don't have that nature, I don't have to... Our problem is we want to train the dog instead of take the transformation. So, so, so now what's happening is transformation is coming in. Glory be to God. Healing is coming in. Not just physical healing and it's manifesting, but core healing. Healing of deep things that you've tried to get over for years. Healing of generational things that your mama was hurt from, that your mama's mama was hurt from. Deep core healings are beginning to take place. Restoration is beginning to take place. God is not just restoring marriages and relationships. He's restoring your dreams right now. He's reminding you of your dreams. Your dreams are starting to be restored and your expect then he's restoring expectation. Now now I'm not just going to church because I'm supposed to go to church, but I'm going to church because I'm expecting God to blow a wind in the house. I'm not just praying because I need to pray. I'm praying because I know the King of Kings is going to roar in my prayer closet. Expectation is coming. Passion, passion. That's a big one that's coming in this manifestation that we're in. There is a manifestation of passion where I just can't get enough of the Lord. I hunger and I thirst for righteousness. As the deer panted for the water brook, my soul is longing for the Lord every moment of every day. Day and night, day and night and day. Confidence. The stuff that I used to be fearful of is mad because now I'm looking at it and I'm letting what I used to fear know. Oh, glory be to God. That he is my shield and my buckler. I'm standing against things that I used to run from. And joy. The manifestation is a direct reflection of the measurement of our worship expression due to an outpouring of adulation. Somebody shout adulation. God has given us what he wants us to give him. Manifestation is by measurement. Manifestation from heaven is released by certain measures of worship devotion on earth. Watch this. I'm going to read this. And I'm almost done. Revelation 21. I'm going to go back here. I want to run through. Glory to the name of Jesus. I want to run through. I'm going to tell you right now. What God is asking of us, He's already put in us. He never asks anything he doesn't give you before he asks for it. 
if he's asking for praise, that means he put it in you. If he's asking for worship, that means he put it in you. And so now what God does is he'll put you in front of the fire and say, praise me. And we're saying, well, how can I praise in front of the fire? And God looks at her, I don't with tears in your eyes. When you got it in you, you will lift your hands with tears in your eyes. Glory be to God. If the ship is going down, with the ship going down, you will lift your hands. In a prison in the dark, with your feet shackled and your hands shackled and no windows, you will look at a Silas and say praise. And you say, I'll pray. Because there's something in me that... That's by an outpouring. Watch this. Revelation 21, verse number 15. says here, And he talked with... And he that talked with me had a golden reed. Everybody say golden reed. To measure the city and the gates thereof. And the wall thereof, and the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth, and the measure of the city with the reed. He measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, and 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man. That is of the angel. Go back to verse number one. And I saw an angel come down from, or excuse me, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Everybody say new heaven. New earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now hold on. If the city comes down, are we going to stay up? Why would the city go down and we go to live up? Why would he send the city down and he take us all up? Maybe there's something wrong with the way that we see the way this thing ends. I ain't even going to deal with that right now because that's too heavy because we built our whole theology on that. It's too much. The, the hell. What if we're actually going to have to live on earth? And still do what God told us to do from the beginning. Make earth look like heaven. We want to get out of the original assignment. Right? I, I can't wait for God to get me out of here. What if he ain't getting us out of here? We shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Right? Are we just going to stay in the air? I just got a lot of questions about what we call kingdom because it makes a whole bunch of weak saints. It makes a whole bunch of weak people. The heavenly Jerusalem, the city that comes down, the length, the breadth, and the height of that city is 12,000 furlongs or 1,500 miles squared. 144 cubits, that's 3,000 feet. The city does not come down from heaven. Watch this. Y'all got to pay close attention to this. The city does not come down from heaven. The city comes down from God in heaven. Read it. The city doesn't come down from heaven. The city comes down from God in heaven. It's released from within God himself. The city is within the heart of God. Well, I'm, in him we live. If the city came from within God and we are in God now, could it be we could, if we pull and desire the heart of God, begin to pull the reality of that city into this world right now? If it came from within God and we are in God right now, are you in him? In him you live, move, and have your being in the name of Jesus. Are you in him right now? Where the city doesn't come from heaven, the city comes from what you're in right now. So if you you have access to the city. Shouldn't we be pulling it down now? Are we supposed to wait on the city to come? Or 
are we supposed to pull on God's heart and experience measures of this city now on earth as it is in heaven? My question to you is, why did God reveal that the city is 12,000 furlongs or 1,500 square miles? Why did he reveal that it was now a, a, a certain amount of cubits, 144 cubits or 300 feet? Did he do that so when we die and the city, we raise back from the dead and the city come back, we can walk around and say, oh, you know what? Can I tell you something? This city is 12,000 furlongs. We're well informed about this city. Did he tell us that so when we actually get there, we'll know how big the city is? Or maybe he told us the measurements. <laughs> maybe he told us the measurements because he is now trying to raise up a people that would hunger and thirst in worship to have a prayer that is 12,000 furlongs, to have a praise that is 3,000 cubits, to have a worship that is 12,000 and say, God, I want the city now. I want the glory now. I I want to see your presence now. Maybe we know the measurements because we have a worship that can measure up. That blesses me good. Because I'm not going to sit here and act like a victim and say, God, save me. God, save me from this wicked world. This wicked world at some point is going to say, God, save us from the church. Save us from the kingdom of the living God. Save us from these overcomers that have turned the world upside down. Save us from these men and women. When they open their mouth, fire comes out. Save us from these prophets that when they prophesy, earthquakes happen. Save us from these men of God that when they lay their hands, demons get cast out. I know the measurements of the city now. It's too late to tell me the way to go to heaven. I know the measurements. I'm just trying to raise up a people that will get their rulers. I'm trying to raise up a people that will get their measuring roster and begin. Perhaps the city is supposed to be in the city of Darlington through us. He didn't tell us the measurements, Stacey, so when we get to heaven and say, ooh, it's 144 forelords. Look at this. Who cares? It's not to be well informed. It's for God to say now, on earth as it is in heaven. I gave you the measurement. And when you get it right, I'll send angels a measurement that will tag team with angels of manifestation. And what's happening in that city will start happening in your city. Come on. What's happening in that city will start happening in your city. Come on, come on. In that city, everybody's healthy. It'll start happening in your city. In that city, every marriage is never divorced. It'll start happening in your city. In that city, no children are born with infirmities. It'll start happening in your city. In that city, there's no alcoholics. It'll start happening in your city. I need somebody here that believes that there is a measurement of worship that God has by an anointing of adulation where we can begin to have the city in the city of Darlington, South Carolina, in the city of Florence, South Carolina. from the threshold of the church that run ankle deep, knee deep into the... I don't even have time to go to Ezekiel 47. I wish I did. Because even rivers are by measurement. They're measured a thousand cubits. Our problem is we keep on thinking, well, the river's in heaven. No, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'm here to tell you the river in Revelation 22, you don't have to wait till you get to the throne to see it. If you would just drink some of this living water, I will make your belly with a shunda, a river of living water, and men will begin to plant themselves beside what is flowing out of your mouth. Women will begin to plant themselves. You Trees plant where rivers flow. And rivers were never meant to flow from heaven. They were meant to flow out of our belly. But, but those are a thousand cubits. 
God, I wish I had time to talk about the measure of the room. Those are a thousand cubits. Amen. If it comes from him and not from heaven and I'm in him, I can pull on what's in him now through adulation. If I say adulation, worship expression that meets the measurement called on earth as it is in heaven. So we can experience measures of the city coming down now. We were in here on Sunday, and we entered into a dimension I know came from that city. We, we were here on Sunday, and there was such a heavy glory that fell in this house. I know we felt a measurement of that city. There was a measurement of that city that came down. We were in here for over four hours, and I didn't know it. I got in my car, and it was almost 1 o'clock. We had started the service at 8 o'clock. And I said, how in the world did we get? And I, stopped, I actually stopped it. I actually said, we, gonna, we could have sat here for another hour or two, two more hours, because the glory was just that thick. In other words, it was the city. And in the city is outside of a dimension of time. And so we were in time, but we weren't in time. And so four hours felt like 90 minutes. And I'm looking around and saying, my God. I imagine them angels who have been screaming holy, holy, holy since eternity's past. In eternity's presence, looked at their watch every now and then and said, my God, it's been 2,000 years. That felt like two seconds. Because of the glory of God. See, when you're experiencing the glory of God, time don't matter. The city is coming. Right? Let me say this and I'm closing. Glory to us. Measurement, manifestation is by measurement. Right? Just like there's measurements of homes... Right? You got certain measurements of the walls. You got certain measurements of the bathrooms. Certain measurements of the windows. Certain measurement of the doors. And when all those dimensions are right, you can put everything together and move in. Right? You can move into it. Dimensions are always measured for the purpose of moving in. The only reason why we have dimensions to a house is because somebody at some point... Is supposed to live there. The only reason why we have dimensions to a store is because somebody's supposed to run business there. Somebody's supposed to move in there. When our spiritual expressions of devotion meet the requirements of angelic measurement and angels of uh, manifestation are released, we can move into the manifestation because manifestations are by devotional measurement that have dimensions like a city. Can I help you understand something? What has started since 2018, we've been in an outpouring and we've been it's either keep on saying I hope it's going keep on going I hope it's going to keep on going I'm guaranteeing it's keeping going you know why it's going to keep on going because it is now something we move into it is no longer an experience it is our home welcome to the new normal welcome to the way life is because manifestations are by devotional measurements that have dimensions like a city God never intended for us to simply experience manifestation manifestation of his spirit where we begin to cry, where we begin to seek, where we begin to be broken, where we begin to be transformed, was never intended to be an experience. His intention was that we move into our manifestation because that manifestation came by measurements of devotion. It has a length, a width, it has a height. It's one thing to experience an outpouring. It's another thing to live in a city called outpouring. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It's one thing to experience manifestation. It's a whole nother thing to move in a city called manifestation. Glory be to God. The outpouring of adulation has released us into a devotional measurement to move into a place called the move of God. God doesn't want revival. Uh, Glory be to God. Outpouring moves of God and awakening. I'm going to say that. God doesn't want uh, revival, outpouring moves of God and awakening to be verbs. He wants them to become 
nice. Oh, no, no, no. He said, I no longer want revival, outpouring moves of God and awakening to be actions. I want them to be nouns, places, things with dimensions. Glory be to God. We live in revival instead of go to a revival. I am not going to go to another revival. I know my life intention was to live in a place called revival. We live in a move of God instead of wait on a move of God. I am not waiting on a move of God. I'm living in a move of God. We live in an outpouring instead of cry out for an outpouring. I am not crying out for an outpouring. I'm going to live the rest of my life in outpouring. Our verbs have become nouns because of the anointing of adulation. I need about 15 to 25 people that recognize that there is really that type of glory on this thing that God is doing in our midst right now. I need you to release out of your belly from the anointing that is operating in our midst right now. Ezekiel 48, 35 helps me out. Thank you, Edwin, for putting that up. Put up Ezekiel 48, verse 35. This is by measurement. By measurement, verbs become nouns. Come on. Thank you, Lord. 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 It was round about 18,000 measures. Everybody say measures. measures. And the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. When the measurements are right, there is a name that we inherit called the Lord is there. Uh, I'm here to tell you right now, GRRC, there's coming a time in our near future where nobody will be calling us GRRC anymore. They're going to be calling us the place the Lord is. Uh, they're going to know if I get up in that place, every time I get up in that place, the Lord is there. Every time I lift my hands, the Lord is there. Every time I sing a song, the Lord is there. Every time I pray, the Lord is there. Every Every time I go to the altar, the Lord is there. Every time I walk through the doors, the Lord is there. Every time I get in the gathering, the Lord is there. Every time I cry out in worship, the Lord is there. That is not a church. That place is called the Lord is there. That is not a program. That place is called the Lord is there. That is not a good praise team. That place is called the Lord is there. That is a will be known by his presence. We will not be known by having, they're not going to know us because we got good preaching here. They're going to say the Lord is there. They're not going to know us because we got a good, that the praise team is outstanding, but you will be unknown in this place. This place is going to be the Lord is there. I'm a, I, I think I'm a pretty decent preacher, but I'm here to tell you right now, when they talk about this church, they ain't going to talk about my preaching. They're, I'm, I'm going to be a voice crying out in the wilderness. All they're going to say is there's the Lord is there. And you shall be called, the Lord is there. Where? Wherever them folk get together. See, y'all just act like we do it in church, but y'all mess around and bump into each other at food line. And it, became, it becomes the place the Lord is there. Y'all mess around and pump gas next to each other. And it becomes the place called the Lord is there. Y'all mess around and have dinner one night and wait till the time. And dinner turns into the Lord is there. Wherever you meet, when the measurements are right. Of 
God begin to agitate your spirit. Let the adulation of God begin to stir up every gift. Let the adulation of God begin to incite expectation. Let the adulation of God begin to raise up your hope. Let the adulation of God cause praise to ring out in your spirit. Come on, Zion, I need you. Because as soon as Zion prevailed, she brought forth. Come on, I need a dance. I need a world. I need a twist. I need a dance. I need a world. I need a twist. I need a dance. I need a world. I need a twist. measuring by a greater dimension called yards and meters. Our problem is we have this trying to get the fruit of this. God, I gave you three of these, but two of these is greater. See, our problem is we try to measure measure manifestation by rulers, by rules. We try to measure manifestation by rules. I do my devotional for 15 minutes. I pray for 30 minutes every day. I go to church. I pay my tithes like I'm supposed to. I'm here to tell you right now, none of that qualifies for manifestation. You're still under a measurement called rulers. Those are just rules you follow. What you mean outpouring? Angels don't measure rules. You were delivered from the law. They don't, they don't, God never chooses programs, he chooses people. We can't figure out the proper program to reach the earth, he doesn't choose programs. He chooses people and lives with their mistakes. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And we actually think that means sequence. That means he ordered my step. And the reason why I fail is because he ordered it. That ain't what that means. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Just like you order a milkshake, God orders your steps. Just like you order a cheeseburger, God orders your steps. In other words, he orders your steps and says, no matter which way you step, I'm going to make it work. He does not put them in sequence because we don't walk in right sequence all the time. But he said, it don't matter what they do, I've already placed my order. It don't matter where they go, I've already placed my order. It don't matter what they say, I've already placed. You can get mad all you want to. But a righteous man falls seven times, and seven times he gets back up because God has already placed his order, and he ordered Jeremiah Mirren. He ordered Tiffany Mirren. He ordered Prophet McCann. He ordered Lady McCann. He ordered Marcia Brooks. He ordered Tina Burr. He ordered Stacy. He ordered Johnny. He ordered Philip. The steps of a good man have already been ordered. Man, I'm on God's order. On Wednesday, God ordered me. So you get mad all you want to, but He's the one who placed the order.
Gabriel, you're here because you were ordered. Devil, you can trip all you want to. I'm on God's order. I do something because, boy, I wish I could dance like my baby dance. Just for a moment and release something. I need everybody come on up. Get that about come get that about she praise team. Come on up, everybody. Y'all come on, come on, come on, come on up, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, 